0: This is Skylar. The following is the second half of a two-part interview we did with our friends, Doug and Susan McConnell. Doug is a marathon swimmer. This is Todd. If you haven't heard it yet, I recommend you go back and listen to podcast number 337. We left off with Doug and his team, led by Susan, who just swam the English Channel. Doug now turns to Hawaii's Kauai Channel, which has only been completed by 35 swimmers. The swim itself is thirty-two miles and started on the west end of the almost deserted island of Molokai.
1: Things do not go
0: as planned, as Doug and Susan explains. Hope Hope you enjoy. enjoy. Yeah, the less your body has to do, the better. So I'm gonna give Doug some applause for the English (laughs) channel.
1: And the other swim, the whole the
0: triple crown. And all the other things, which is insane. So that brings us to your presentation that you gave to us at Camp Edwards of what kept you busy this summer. What did you do this summer?
2: Right. We, um, uh, we were planning a swim uh, actually for a couple of years. We had postponed it from 015 now to 016. Uh, and this was a swim between two islands of Hawaii um, where the the swim goes. It's the, the called the Kaivi Channel. Uh, also the Molokai channel. So you swim from the western end of Molokai to the eastern end of Oahu. Mm, Okay. And how many people have done that one? That's a short list. It's uh, uh, 38 successful solo swimmers. um, And um, uh, so fairly obscure, even in the marathon swimming world.
1: And what makes this one more difficult? Like why less people? Is it because it's simply obscure, people don't talk about it? Or is it because it's more
2: challenging? It's much more challenging. It's um, certainly the most challenging swim we've ever done. Um, it's um, it's uh, one of
3: the hardest in the world.
2: Yeah, 28 miles um, and um, 20 uh, miles. W- <laughs> wind, wave, wildlife, I think is the kind of the main the Yeah, <laughs> triple W. <laughs> but it's, um, uh, you know, you're dealing with pretty strong trade winds the whole time Mm -hmm. and unlike uh, where you have a large mainland like Southern California or someplace, um, there's really nothing to stop those winds and and of course they pick up the, the waves and the swells and 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 um so weather's a huge issue um the um the swell and the and the and the prevailing winds unlike around here the prevailing winds go east to west rather than west to east and so that's why you start you, you swim sort of downwind Got it. um and uh and that uh that uh, is a perfectly acceptable way to kind of take advantage of the of those conditions um uh, swimming downwind, there are times that um, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> there are other times that it's uh, kind of crushing. So it's, because it's uh, pushing you so hard. Because no, it's uh, because if the if the wind and the swell get get a little bit off of each off kilter with one another, uh, the 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 wave conditions can be very confused. And yeah. um, and one of the things I mean, as you know about swimming uh, or you're running or mm-hmm. cycling mm-hmm. and so forth, is it's it's um, it's very cadence oriented, very rhythm oriented, yeah. and if you just, if you were knocked off stride mm-hmm. while you were running, it's, um, if you get knocked off, off your cadence with swimming, um, it's almost like you have to start all it's over. Disruptive. Again. Very disruptive. Yeah. And, and, um, and one of the, one of the challenges with that is not only does your stroke get off cycle a little bit, um, but, um, uh, you, you end up swallowing and inhaling a lot of seawater. Mm. And, um, uh, and that was the, <clears throat> that was one of the challenges of this, uh, wavy swim. Um, we, uh, uh, once we got to Hawaii, we, we also discovered that there was a uh, tropical storm <laughs> 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 headed, to, uh, headed to the islands while we were there. And, um, uh, and that, uh, that kind of played havoc with the weather so conditions. So that meant for we had while. to
3: sit in place for two weeks, not knowing if we even could go. Got it. Yeah. Oh,
2: most, oh, that yeah. sucks. Most of the time, yeah. And unlike England, where we swam the next day, most of the time that we were in Hawaii, we thought we wouldn't swim at all. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: But another thing that happened in Hawaii that was different was we switched boat pilots.
0: Right. And, and you did that because?
3: Well, well, our first boat pilot, I, I, can, I say if they, were, if they were actors, our first boat pilot was Harrison Ford, and our second one was Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> not, not so bad either way. <laughs> our first one was very buttoned up and serious and seemed inflexible. Uh. Uh, we were able to meet a second boat pilot who seemed very flexible and 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 so, why is flexibility key susan like why because there are changes that come up there are things Got you it. can't expect the first one said you he wanted us to go on the rum line which means you go from a to b and you don't deviate mm-hmm. the second one goes oh no you deviate all the time because you take advantage of the currents ah interesting so, and and we we liked that a lot better he was really fun his name was matt buckman
2: mm, no good guy good nice. guy yeah. Um, so you 're in Hawaii two weeks, and then you get the call right and it um uh, it was um, we had been uh learning a good deal again from the midwest you 're not real familiar with tropical storms and <clears throat> so we um uh, brought some other experts aboard, at least telephonically to learn about uh kind of what this uh tropical storm Darby was the name. Uh, what what kind of damage that was going to do and so on. One of the things about a tropical storm is there is a pressure system that goes with it. That, um, that even after the eye of the storm has moved through and, you know, big winds and lots of rain and all that kind of thing, um, the, uh, for several days afterward, the pressure uh, system is such that um, the waves in the channel, which is what we were really worried about mm-hmm. and concerned about, um, uh, are still enormous. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so here the storm was gone and all the cleanup was done and the winds were light and and so forth, but there were 14-foot waves in yeah. the channel and so not swimmable, um, um, and um, and it, we, we kind of kept watching again with the experts on the team about uh, how the how that uh, pressure system was kind of moving through and um, uh, and the it, it happens that it was going to be the last day that we were scheduled to be there mm-hmm. there looked like there might be a window um, and it was more a window for a start than a, than a finish mm-hmm. uh, but um, uh, all we wanted was a start so and, yeah. there's <laughs> a, and there's a
3: spookiness to Hawaii so the night before they they told us that we should prepare a gift for for the sea mm. and it should be an organic healthy gift mm. so so there's some
1: spiritual there's oh a yeah. spiritual nature to the oh swim yeah.
3: so we all wrote notes and we wrapped them around a piece of coral and tied them with a reed and then before we took off our boat pilot said this prayer and made us all hold hands and then
2: Mm. We plunked them all in the sea. The sea. I think right. that's beautiful. It was neat. It was neat.
0: Um, not specific to why, but just generally when you're doing these long swims, what are you thinking about? Are you just thinking about the swim? Is your brain drifting off to what you have to do at
2: work next week? Like What's going on in your head? <laughs> the, um, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to think about. And, and of course, while you're swimming... <clears throat> the um, uh, there is an element of being sensory deprived. I mean, so you because you, you, you can't really see much and, and hear much and all that sort of thing. Um, so you're really very focused on how you're feeling, how your stroke mechanics are working, uh, whether you're getting slapped around by waves, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, some of those kinds of things. I started several years ago. Uh, counting strokes and and so i um i have the it almost works like a mantra Mm -hmm. where i'm counting and i do an aggregate stroke count through a whole on a a whole swim and it um um you know and it's a silly aggregate number but the but to me i think what it does is it sort of keeps my head in the game Mm -hmm. um and so i don't drift off very much and and um it's um it's been real helpful the the um uh, but it but it also means that um you really have to sort of stick to what you're doing and yeah. and um uh you know the it, and they, the, Another another um, reality of these of these ocean swims is that you you sort of surrender some control, a lot of control, to the fact that you are not at the top of the food chain. I mean, there are there sure. are animals in there that can kill you. There are jellies that can can sting, sting you, and and um, they're designed to hurt you pretty badly, and and so forth. So we had taken precautions, but you still have you know kind of one eye open to. Um, you know predators and and so on.
1: I remember part of your talk, and I think it was on the Hawaii swim when there is. They actually have created something for open water swimmers where you put something on your ankle, mm-hmm. and doesn't it like send out a vibration? It does. And the yeah. guy comes from Hawaii. Yeah. We yeah. were able
3: to meet with him. Yeah.
1: Really, the
2: inventor is right in Hawaii, in Honolulu.
1: And does it keep sharks away or everything away? Shark. It keeps sharks <laughs> away.
2: And it's um, <laughs> uh, e shark force. E shark force. Yeah, it's a it's a great product, and it. Um, Um, one of the reasons in fact I was able to pitch this idea of the Kaivi channel to Susan a couple years ago was that um, uh, you know aren't that many people who've swum it but of the people who have they hadn't had any shark activity for 50 years Mm. so it was um uh so that was one of the one of my selling points when when we talked about this in the beginning <laughs> and so wouldn't you know 2 weeks before we go a friend of mine from San Francisco was um was circled by a couple of tiger sharks while oh, she was swimming God. it and um uh and they it,
3: and they have a drone so they got yeah, it so on. we
2: have it in fact i th- i think uh, there was I a saw photograph it. of mm-hmm. the of this 12 foot tiger shark that uh, sh- that rainy said went so close she felt it under her legs wow. and um uh <laughs> and so did she Her, get on the boat she did yeah. and it was um wisely and 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 um uh you know we weren't going to take any chances either, but we also used that, and this was a week and a half before we were there um and um and so we used it as as kind of a wake up call to kind of upgrade our our shark deterrent technology you know enter wilson with the um, uh, with the e shark force and it just looked like it was the right answer and and uh, Wilson was very gracious and and actually lent us. Four or five of these units to carry with us. They're rechargeable. Okay, so um, you had to
1: change yeah. them out? Exactly. Yeah. Does it
2: bother your swimming because you're wearing this ankle brace? I thought it might. Um, yeah. It weighs a pound. And oh, it, um, that's a lot, I, right? I thought it might um, and I was... Um, I was really unaware of it, you mm-hmm. know, virtually all the time. And and um, uh, on feeding stops, Susan would say, you know, is the is the light still blinking? To you know, it, it's green and red. I mean, if whether it's right. working or not. And um, so when it was time to swap them out, I would peel it off and and um, and give hand it to the boat. And it worked out great. Uh, we had no uh, no uh, shark issues at all. And and um, <laughs> uh, And I and I think you know, and I think that if we do other uh, saltwater swims, I I would I would not do one without uh, using this technology i mean it's just that good yeah
1: why not yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Mm. um so let's get back into the hawaii swim okay. so i you know again there's i know there's so many details it's yeah, hard to like condense we're, we're this. not
0: giving the story the respect that it deserves but we could be here three hours we could so. because
1: it would be fun yeah um but so you're doing so you eventually get off on this hawaii swim and it goes how how do how well did like is you know i know it's a long one so is it going well at the beginning are you feeling confident like what you know what, what are you all feeling
2: no it was uh it was spectacular and awesome. and um uh, we started from the Molokai end um at one forty five in the morning so it was pitch black again mm-hmm. and, and but at least we were starting in the dark this time rather than finishing in the dark and um <clears throat> uh starting from the Molokai coast um it was um it was pretty flat water at the beginning and mm-hmm. and um uh, and then you get there's a there are these shelf uh, configurations that go around most of those islands, so uh i don 't know seven or eight miles into the into that uh, swim, uh, we got off of the Molokai shelf. It happens that that 's where this friend of mine had had the shark activity, wow. and we were there just at feeding time, so everybody was paying attention at that point um, but it was um, uh, but as you get out into the mid channel. Where the trade winds really start to bring up the swell and the and the wind uh, waves and, and so forth started to get pretty choppy mm-hmm. and and um, uh, we had five footers most of the way that at one point they built to eight and nine foot waves and, and oh so gosh. on um, but um uh, it, it, and, uh the and Susan has her take on this and I want to let her, her talk too but the um the especially after the sun came up the water was beyond description it was so beautiful mm. it was the most beautiful place i've ever swum and wow. um a blue of the water you simply couldn't describe yeah. and um mm. uh so it's i mean it's paradise you know, it is literally you know. paradise
1: so that big of waves in a boat sound dangerous to me obviously it's, being it's in the hard water. to
3: stand but you you learn how to stand yeah and you get used to it it was beautiful our our boat pilot, Johnny Depp, was thrilled. <laughs> he was so happy. We oh. were high-fiving each other. He couldn't believe how well things were going. Oh, I love and it. And that's always fun. That is, when everybody's
1: like, you know, there's that energy, the building energy. Mm.
3: We, had a, we had Don McDonald, our kayaker, and he was in rear form. We also had a Hawaiian guide who was a backup kayaker. So, you have a kayaker
0: swimming alongside, uh, paddling alongside of
2: you? Right. During the whole thing? Yes. And there's
3: two guys, though, they trade it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it's exhausting to be a kayaker. So, they would be, they were every other hour.
3: But our Hawaiian kayaker is a a lifeguard on Waikiki Beach, right?
2: In a kayak. In a kayak. kayak. Yes. What role do they serve? Why are they there? um it's easier for the swimmer to follow to swim alongside of the kayak than it is the motorboat got it. and the and in in big big seas like that the the motorboat can't really get that close to the swimmer mm-hmm. just for safety reason yeah. so the um uh the the motorboat was ahead of us by i don't know 20 30 yards probably and then the kayak is following the motorboat and the swimmer is following the kayak mm-hmm. got it so it's um uh so as the swimmer, the the um, you're really keeping your eyes on the on the kayak, other than during feeding time, which is then comes off of the motorboat. So yeah. there's a there's a lot of coordination that goes between all of the. There's a the, ri-
3: there's a rhythm. How
2: do you yeah. find the kayak if it's dark out? We use uh, glow sticks. It oh. um, looks like a
3: Chinese lantern. <laughs> yeah. Got mm. it. It's beautiful.
2: But it's... but And the and the glow sticks are great because... And then we put uh, blinkers and glow sticks on the swimmer also. Mm-hmm. And because um, in, in some of these conditions, I mean, you really could lose somebody, oh, lose yeah. a swimmer. But the... Um, um, so we've got the we got the blinkers on the swimmers, we've got the, the swimmer, the the glow sticks on the kayak, and um and that's bright enough to be able to follow, but not so bright that you're gonna attract more wildlife. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But well, one of the things I have to say is because we've used our kids as the crew, we've had a consistent crew. Mm-hmm. So by this point we get to this very difficult swim. No one's afraid of anything. Yeah. I mean, Everybody's yet, fine.
2: Ironically, you know, Susan's idea at the beginning was uh, this would be mm-hmm. something fun for the kids to do. Um, and now, I mean, they've done so many of these swims. Yeah. They're as experienced a crew as anywhere in the world. Crazy. and um, two, of um, them,
3: two of them used it on their applications to
1: college. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, you bet. So Yeah, like you're saying that other people who do open water swims could count on your kids to be good crew for absolutely. them.
2: <laughs> absolutely. They're the best in the world. That's mm, so
0: cool. Wow. So things are going well. How are we doing on the swim? We halfway
2: in, everything's good. So we're we're clicking along, uh, making pretty good time, and um, uh, the my stroke count kind of coincided with um, uh, Matt's um, uh, positioning on the GPS and and so forth. The fact that we we made one feeding stop, and I was at about seventeen or eighteen thousand strokes, and I said we should be about a mile from halfway, and he thought how on earth does it go you know and he looked at his GPS and he goes you're pretty close uh, wow. so um the um uh so everything was going along pretty well um the uh, as we got through the mid channel which is consistent waves because it's pretty deep water you know 2500 feet something like that um the um uh, everything was going fine as we got to the shelf that goes around Oahu um which again is sort of seven or eight miles offshore um the waves started to get a lot more confused and and were coming com- from kind of different directions and 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 that kind of thing um and um I was starting to get slapped around pretty badly and and um and was was running out of gas i mean i was i was getting fatigued for sure um and um and then we got close to the oahu shore um and um and we had no i had mistimed our start. So we should, rather than starting at 1.30 in the morning, we should have started more like eleven thirty, a couple of hours earlier, okay. uh, because the finishing. Well, beach, we
3: didn't know that until the end.
2: We, did unfortunately. So, um, the. Pardon uh, interruption, the interruption, folks. Uh, we'll get back to the show in just a minute.
0: But I want to tell you about our three amazing partners. Are you looking to keep your family in alignment and healthy? Ready to consider chiropractic care as a natural way to solve your health problems? Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care has kept our whole family moving on all cylinders for over five years now. She is dedicated to helping families reach their health care goals naturally. Mention ZPR for $20 off your initial exam and get ready to get your power cranked up. You can learn more by going to ChiroTree.com. Are your kids getting ready to age where you're thinking about braces? Dr. Kelly will address your dental concerns and how they may affect your overall health, function, and smile. His specialty is treating adolescent children. Many orthodontists straighten teeth, but sometimes it's at the expense of your child's facial development. Dr. Kelly treated our three daughters and specifically how their smiles will develop. John is on the cutting edge of this technology. You can learn more by going to chicagodentistonline.com. And finally, do you have a housing project coming up? Avid painting and remodeling is your answer. Jeremy Kraft is the owner and is a good friend. He has the two most important qualities you can ever ask for in a contractor, professionalism and trustworthiness. Jeremy has done so many jobs for Kathy and I, we've lost count. So if you have a project coming up, I encourage you to give this bald-headed beauty an opportunity to earn your business by going to avidco.net. Now, back to the show.
2: We, Unfortunately. So, um... The 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 tide was kind of moving against us by the time we got to, uh, closer to the Oahu side, um, and
3: instead of traveling two and a half miles an hour, he was traveling two tenths of a mile an oh, hour. Oh boy,
2: As is, we were crawling right, and it, we and were it, in it, currents because we were we were trying to move diagonal to a, basically what am- what amounts to a river current, mm-hmm. and so our our progress had our our net progress had slowed considerably, and. Um, uh, and we had uh, we 'd had this discussion ahead of time and and so on the uh, This is not a swim; you can land in the dark and um, uh, you know the Hawaiian islands of course, are volcanic they're surrounded by sharp rocks and uh, or sheer walls. Um, and that 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 uh, that part of the Oahu shore is very much like that. There is one beach where you can land uh, that's 60 yards wide, 70 yards wide, um, and all the rest of that part of the shore is pretty dangerous. Um, there was one alternative beach that, if again, if we'd had a couple more hours, we we could have gotten around a point and. Tried to make a, a secondary beach, but um, we had we had decided ahead of time, just like people who turn around right before the summit of Everest, mm-hmm. um, uh, that you know we were not going to land this thing. It just simply wasn't safe. So in the dark, right in the dark. I'm sorry. So um, uh, Susan had done the arithmetic. Uh, it was approaching 6 p.m. Uh, it was going to be dark at a little after seven. They don't take advantage of daylight savings, and um, uh, and Susan said you can't make it. And um, the GPS said that we were about a half a mile from the shore. <laughs> oh God! Um, and um, uh, by my my reckoning, of course, I'm looking at it from the water's edge or water's uh, surface. Um, it looked so close that if I'd had a baseball, I could have thrown it that far. Um, which is probably ambitious, but we were real close mm-hmm. and um uh, and she you know walked through the arithmetic for me and mm-hmm. said you can 't uh, you can 't get there in the daylight, so you 're done How long of a swim is it from point a to point b twenty
0: eight miles so you went about twenty seven and a half miles actually, we went thirty two uh, because we didn't because we didn't go on a perfectly straight line. Susan, <laughs> but it, what was it like making that decision? Was it easy? Was it impossible? It was
3: it was easy. I mean it was just a bath problem, but you know, you feel terrible. Yeah. She she
1: figured it wasn't gonna work. Yeah. It was relaying the news, you know. Yeah. It was what was it work.
0: like? So did you tell him?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What was that like?
3: It was very sad. I'm yeah. sad. I know. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: And well, what was your and reaction? Our
3: kids were crying. Of yes. course, one I'm, of our our daughter was very mad. She wanted him to keep going. She was, she was like, mad at you. Let's just keep trying. Let's go till it's dark and see what happens. Mm-hmm.
2: And it, it, you know, and I. But and, we don't want to take a risk. Yeah, and there was that. Uh, the you know everybody has that that uh, thought process and and so forth. But the um, uh, and and again, I we started late, and that was my mistake. And so there's there's this inevitable. We were waiting feeling. for the
3: wind to die when we yeah. started. So mm-hmm. you,
2: you were trying to balance one thing off of the other. I was going
1: to say there's right. reasons for all of it, yeah. but in the end,
2: right? And uh, but again, we'd be here all afternoon. But the, right. uh, the the uh, the um uh but because of my mistake, I feel like I really let the whole team down, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> uh and our daughter was um uh, she was she was upset. They about were all it. sad. And it was everybody was sad. we we're, we're so not hard.
3: we're not used to losing. Right. Yeah.
2: And it, um, um, you know, I've been a competitive swimmer for more than fifty years, and I have never not touched the wall. Oh. And, um, and so that was hard. But the, um, but Susan was exactly right, and it um, uh, that we had made those decisions, you know, before, months before, a long time before, that we mm-hmm. would not try to land that swim in the
3: dark. But you know what our boat and, pilot told us: of those thirty-eight people who have made it, they have often not made it on their first try. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So this a, is this is from your website. Hmm. This is a new experience for me. In more than 50 years as a competitive swimmer, I've never failed to make it to the finish line. I reminded our team of how lucky we are. While we didn't get the chance to climb up on that beach, we have the opportunity to get up and fight again. Whether it's the K- K- Kauai channel or some other swim, there's no shortage of marathon swims around the world, but the ones we were swimming for, those with ALS don't get second chances. They lose a fight every single day as ALS robs them of more and more on their way to their own personal shipwreck. A little perspective often helps when you're feeling a little sorry for yourself.
1: So you That's have beautiful. to explain that. You I, have to explain ALS. I'm
0: going to give Doug yeah. the opportunity. What ALS, help us understand what that is. People think it's Lou Gehrig. Just, right. right.
2: So, so uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, ALS, has hit my family pretty hard. I uh, lost my dad to a l s ten years ago and and other family members have uh, uh, have have kind of grappled with it and not kind of grappled are grappling with it now. Um, and um, and it's a dreadful, horrible, cruel disease. Um, you know, everybody learned about ALS really two years ago with the ice bucket, ice bucket challenge, yeah. um, and um, which has been uh, for very fortuitous for research efforts and and so forth. But but um, it, it, and actually, this goes back to w- before we did the English Channel planning. Um, and uh, once we once we knew the team, it was uh, we, you know we have uh, we have a team meeting every night over dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> and um, and so we wanted to we wanted to make it into something a little bit more uh, more than just ourselves and a little bit less selfish and um, uh, and and my dad was had passed away by then but the uh, I remember talking to the kids about it one night and I said well you know what would you think if we did something to support ALS research and and stuff like that my kids were all very close with my dad mm. um, so was Susan um, and um, and so that was a that was an easy decision no for everyone to make. Um, and um, one of my sisters actually came up with the uh, the a long swim mm-hmm. name to match the acronym and and whatnot. Um, in fact, I remember going to a meeting with her, uh, my sister, uh, one time early on, and and um, and the the charity, the the ALS charity that we were supporting. Said, um, you know, how much money do you think you can raise? And um, I, I, I was embarrassed. I had not even thought mm-hmm. of that question, and so I sputtered something about, well, maybe we can raise fifty thousand dollars. And and um, she thought that was great and whatnot. So we get back to the car, my sister and I, and um, and my sister said, where on <laughs> earth are you going to come up with fifty thousand dollars? And I said, I don't have any idea. But um, so we were off on uh, off on off to the t- off on the to the to the races. But but the. Um, uh, between the Tampa Swim, the English Channel, uh, Catalina, Manhattan Island, and now the Kaiv Channel in uh, in uh, uh, in Hawaii, uh, we have way outstripped our expectations. We've raised about four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! And um, so many many uh, dimensions greater than the um, the original expectation, and um, uh, and it's just been it's been so rewarding. Uh, to be able to have um, uh, donors and and people kind of following along and and um, uh, to, to be able to now there 's this electronic thing where you can track a swimmer during a swim mm-hmm. and and so forth and so I mean just the um, the I had breakfast this morning with a big donor, and it 's just so gratifying mm-hmm. to have um, uh, to have people kind of Uh, caught up in the excitement of this and and, we uh,
3: report live on facebook with videos and
1: pictures while while doug is swimming during the swim that is and actually i knew that because chris our friend he followed your last swim really closely (laughs) yeah and so we kind of knew and and it's fun like you said it's a it's like it's a sport it's Mm a everyone's cheering for you they're sending you good vibes you know it's cool and
2: it and and to and to hear from people that um I ran into a woman at the grocery store the other day. I barely know. And she <laughs> said, I was following you all that day. Uh, and We so took forth. them right so, out so, with us. Yeah. So That's it's, um, right. uh, as, a, as I've said, you know, nothing will ever make marathon swimming into a spectator sport. Right. But this stuff helps. Yeah, yeah it does. For sure. It does.
0: So we have, I don't know, we get about 6,000 listens per podcast. So if there's any Zen parenting people that want to support an unbelievably great cause to an unbelievably inspirational family... I just find it interesting how selfless you are with your language, Doug and Susan. It's, the, there's a million quotes out there you can pull from, but one of the quotes that you chose to put on your website is from President Truman. Do you remember what he said on your website? I, I'm not sure. I, I
2: probably know the quote, but I'm not sure. It is
0: amazing think. what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credits. Right. That's
2: Aww. right. So that
1: makes me want to cry. It,
2: uh, no, this is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit um, of a fooler you know, you think about marathon swimming and you think about the swimmer, but in reality it's the best team sport out there. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, uh, the the i 'm just the guy in the speedo i mean the, you look at the you look at the things that susan has done and and um, the way she 's organized this and what the kids have learned and and um, as I said earlier i mean they 're as expert as anybody in the world now mm-hmm. and and um, uh, you know not to say that that skill is necessarily transferable to um, uh, to a corporate job or anything like that, mm-hmm. but you know I think they learned a lot about teamwork I think we learned a lot about um, you know kind of kind of figuring out um, uh, solutions to problems on the fly yeah. um, and um, uh, you know everybody was was totally dialed in on what the ultimate goal was for any of these swims, whether it was to get to France, to get to Long Beach, to, you know, make it across. the We almost
3: the, the, didn't even need to practice this time. Yeah.
2: So it, um, um, hmm. but, um, uh, you know, th- those are skills, whether you're in a, in a corporate position, whether you're on the basketball team, whether you're, you know, wherever the, you know, being a good teammate is a, is a tremendous gift.
1: I was just going to say, I think it's entirely transferable. It's emotional intelligence. It's like the ability to, you know, work with people, be with people and, uh, you know, the ability to tolerate the experience too, you know, like I love Susan's language. She's like, I learned to deal with it. I learned to handle it. I learned, you know, like you rise to it, you rise to it. Well, and you can use
0: that metaphor with anything that you're going through, whether it's parenting work, whatever you just, it's funny. I just listened to some YouTube thing earlier this weekend and the guy said, honor the struggle, Mm. honor the struggle because those are our best learning experiences. But when we're in it, we, we, most of the time
2: we're like, I don't want to be struggling right or
1: now. Or we, we think it shouldn't be yeah, that way. It
0: shouldn't That's be. What, yeah. yeah.
2: It's had, the, it's the journey I think and the, you know, the, almost to the point where the, where the finish line becomes an anticlimax and, yeah. and uh, I, it, it, further to your point, Todd, and I, 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 one more quick, quick story. And it was, um, it was when we were training for the English channel, I think. And, um, uh, one of our our sons um was thinking ahead and and uh, uh for a lot of the training swims, we have an old canoe an mm-hmm. old aluminum canoe left over from the sixties and um <clears throat> so when we would go on these training swims, the boys would climb in the canoe and paddle around and you know we'd kind of learned how to escort each other with this with these training swims and and so forth and um uh so they you know and there was the the predictable you know Drive over dad stuff and you know mm-hmm. things like that. Right. So there's plenty to laugh and swear about, and we did plenty of that. But the um, at one point um, he he said um, you know the uh, seasons changing and, and you're going to be continue to do these training swims. And he said um, uh, there are going to be times that we're both not going to be able to to join you. And I said yeah. And and uh, he said and the canoe was really hard to manage alone. Mm-hmm. I said you're also right, and he and I said what do you what do we do? Mm-hmm. And he said um, uh, we really need a kayak. Mm-hmm. And I thought oh boy, now this is great. I've got you know there wasn't a kayak in the budget, and yeah, right. You know we hadn't really thought about that, and and so forth. And I said um, well where do you think we can put our hands on a cheap kayak? And and um, and he said no no no. He said let's not. He said I've been looking it up. And he said, "I found plans, even a kit, on the internet." Um. And he said, "We can build one of these things. It's—it it's, it's looks like a real pretty boat. Be a lot of fun. We can do it in the garage." And so he had this whole thing sort of figured out and dialed in. And so that made
3: it over a winter. So uh.
2: that was his Christmas present. And oh. uh and so the um and he really he really pulled the laboring oar on to kind of figuring all the the you know instructions and all the stuff out and stuff. But we had a great time doing it to get mostly together. But you know the other kids helped as well. Uh but um uh, but at the end of the day, here was here was a teammate who had had his eyes on the prize, um, anticipated a problem with respect to this escorting thing, um, came up with the solution, and then you know, kind of put it in place so that um, now not only do we have uh, um, a kayak for escorting, but uh, it's a beautiful boat. And, and oh, wow. uh, he did a fabulous job.
1: And it, it carries memories and energy that you could never you could <laughs> oh, never purchase. It was,
2: a, it was a wonderful project to oh,
1: work on. Yeah, I love so it, it. was good fun.
0: Um, good fun. So my last unfair and selfish question. Because if you never did anything regarding long swims, again, you would be blessed. But are you
2: planning to do anything more? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we'll we'll never run out of swims to do. Um, the uh, uh, part of the team, Susan is not um, in favor of this, but part of the team would like to go back to Hawaii and finish that one.
1: I remember uh, Doug saying this is unfinished business. <laughs>
2: unfinished business. <laughs> it almost feels like a they score to settle, to settle. To yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Issued
3: a rematch. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So, um, maybe not quite the thriller in Manila, but it's, um, <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, we've thought about, uh, about going back to the Kaivi channel, um, the, um, uh, the Strait of Gibraltar, it looks like mm. fun. And, uh, where you swim from Spain to Morocco, oh, geez. um, and, um, uh, and then closer to home. I mean, there are plenty of things that we could do in Lake Michigan or, or the Great Lakes and, 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 uh, so on. So the, um. Uh, we're, we're, we won't run out of, uh, of, uh, channels to swim before Mm -hmm. they find a cure for ALS. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to stay on that one and, and keep swimming
1: forever on the path. I love it. So you have to give website and information again. I'm going
2: to let uh, Doug do that. Is there anything, first
0: of all, is there anything that you wanted to mention or talk about that we haven't given you an opportunity
2: to do? I I think you've hit the high points pretty well.
0: Um so how would somebody
2: uh, follow you, donate to the cause? What will we do? The um uh the website again is alongswim.org. Uh, there are donate here buttons all over it shamelessly all over <laughs> it um and um uh so uh, past and future swims will be you know there's a blog and and um that I've got to catch up on a couple of things and and um uh, but but alongswim.org another thing that uh, uh, just as a shout out uh, Susan started a uh, another website uh, back a few years ago called mybionicboyfriend.com and it's um she calls it her companion blog but there are some very funny and clever poignant uh, uh, descriptions of um, of, uh, of of what, what we've done and kind of the impact on our family and our kids and, you know, and so forth. Awesome. Um one, uh, one chapter that she wrote in mybionicboyfriend.com was um, uh, the fact that I was very distracted by training one summer, and so she went and got a rescue puppy. and
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someone to fill that void, right? <laughs> and then he didn't want us to keep it, so after he swam the English Channel, we named it Dover. Oh, yeah. Aww.
2: There you go. Go. Enough said. So, um, Dover is a permanent so How can fixture? you get rid of a That's dog
3: right. named Dover? But you
1: can't.
0: As I look on my computer screen, I realize I didn't play any sound effects, which is fine because this is all conversational, but I like to be silly and play sound effects. But I just I have one staring at me.
1: <laughs> how did you not use that? Well, I know. I've had Jaws it. theme
0: on the stupid computer board for years, right. never hitting it oh, once. If that, that could have been awesome. <laughs> you know. That's why I'm several miles listening to them. <laughs>
3: <Internet.
0: laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doug and Susan, you guys are an absolute inspiration and I cannot say thank you enough. Well, thanks so much for including us. Thanks for having us. All right. So we'll see you guys next week.
1: Have a good one. Have a good one. Hi everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. This helps people find us. You can also just tell a friend about our show. That's our favorite kind of marketing. Todd and I do speaking engagements about Zen parenting and self-awareness, so if you have an interested group or organization, contact us at comments and zenparentingradio.com. And get your early bird tickets for our big Let's Get Real Zen Parenting Conference February 24th and 25th at the Westin in Lombard. Todd and I will be speaking Friday night, and we have Rob Bell, Rosalind Wiseman, and Ali Smith as our keynotes on Saturday.
0: If you want to know more about self-awareness or conscious parenting, pick up one of Kathy's award-winning books at zenparentingradio.com. Or Amazon. If you're a guy, I have two resources for you. I coach guys. It's called Coaching for Guys. <laughs> on the phone, Skype, or in person, we set goals together and come up with a plan to meet those goals. The website is ToddAdamsCoaching.com. And we also have a monthly men's group. So if you're looking for a group of men to have authentic conversations with, check out the tribe men's If you ever shop on Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. If you want an amazing vehicle to teach your kids about money management, go to the lower right-hand side of our homepage and click on the FamZoo logo and enter Zen Finance as a promo code. I want to give a special thanks to our three partners, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, John J. Kelly Dentistry, and Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks for your love and support. Keep on trucking.